<laughs> there it is. Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by YouTube. Oh, I fucking snuck it in there. YouTube. We are doing daily uploads on YouTube for all of 2017. Never heard of it. And pretty soon, we also, I heard from up in the uh, high ups here at the podcast, that we may be premiering a brand new show, a TV show, on our YouTube channel. That's exciting. I'm excited. That's all I can say right now. So go to YouTube, subscribe, and get ready. We're putting up uploads every day. Uh, and there's also um, there's also an Easter egg there. A little hidden Easter egg, if you can find it. Good luck. That's all I can say about that, too. I can't really say a lot today. I'm sorry. Uh, that's it. Go there. Subscribe. Show us some love. Like, comment, do all the YouTube things. And we'll, uh, and we'll stop bugging you about it. That's not true. It's not this true. message will self-destruct. In how long? Soon. I remember the goddamn force. Uh, Welcome to the Natural Habitat Podcast, everybody. My name is Mikey Booyah. My name is Patent Holder J56-9211. My name is Patent Holder J56-9211. Will you talk? You got to say something next. No, that was me. No. That was me. You might notice an echo here in the room. And that is because today is National Repeat Day. Says who? Says the world. <laughs> the, world yeah, says, right. the world says that it is National Repeat Day. Show me on that calendar. June 3rd. Let me see. Today's the second. Go see it. No, today is the second, but today is also the third. So you're lying twice. If that makes any sense at all. Uh, we are coming to you on the beautiful June 3rd, National <laughs> Repeat Day. I'm going to repeat that as many times as I can. You, you blew it. Uh, we actually are here because something shocking was, I don't know how you found this this morning. You brought it to my attention, and that is the lies and deceit of the one and only Michael Jackson. Now, people, <laughs> no. people think that he's a great guy. People You're going to make it sound like uh, <laughs> some kind of like smear campaign or something. This isn't what's going on. You already knew uh, what I was doing. I'm, I'm like, just no, no, no. interested no, no. in like, you know, ideas or like, I don't know, stuff like that. Okay, well. And, and recently, 
I um, came across something, and then it led to another thing, and and that's how I found out about it. As rabbit holes <laughs> usually do. Yeah. So something that uh, shocked me this morning, and a lot of you people out there might not know, is that Michael Jackson is a patent holder, as well as an inventor of... Uh, special shoes slash stage device that allow him to do his incredible Michael Jackson lean. You know the lean I'm talking about, where he goes, lean with it. And he leans all the way to the side, and his fucking feet are flat on the ground, but his body is almost, almost touching the ground. His jacket is getting dirty. All right. And this is the magic of Michael Jackson that we remember growing up, right? Moonwalking and leaning and defying gravity. It's safe yeah. to say that he was defying gravity. Yeah, I definitely didn't see it coming. No. But I I felt robbed. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're you're more upset than I thought you would be about this. My childhood is destroyed. I think it's cool. I think it's fascinating. Why is it fascinating that he cheated? I thought it was way cooler because he was like nobody else could do it. Like even like the moonwalk too, you know, like you never seen that shit before. You never seen somebody lean over and like kiss the floor almost. Mm -hmm. You never seen the motherfucking guy spin around and turn into sand. <laughs> not unless you, <laughs> not unless you've been, to, <laughs> not unless you've been to a Michael Jackson show. Cue the fucking sand spin. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, so that's uh that's some crazy shit. He, what he did was made a shoe that had a heel that was sort of like a trailer hitch on like the back of a semi and it would lock into a nail that was in the floor and little yeah, like, like a little mini ball hitch yeah on the floor lock it in there and then it would hold his shoe to the ground so that way he could lean he had to just have really strong ankles i guess that's all well, it was they were strapped around his ankles too it's like they're like you know shoe boots shoe boots so he had the support yeah. Uh-huh. See? So that's nuts. You never would have thought it. I thought that he was just a, a ninja. I guess it's two pairs, right? Like, it's the moonwalkers and the... Um, and the leaners. <laughs> yeah, the and the leaners. So he had moon it's boots. A, it says the moonwalkers weren't patented, but he did make them. They were just cool. Yeah, and uh, these ones, the leaners, get the patent. <laughs> The leaners were all him. What a what a guy though, you know. Uh -huh. Still still a smooth criminal. That's right. So <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh so uh so that spawned this whole thing into, you know, we're like Michael Jackson holds a patent, invented some shit that helped with his art. That's dope. And it leaned into this whole thing that was there's actually a whole shitload of celebrities that had invented things that were for their art, things that weren't just crazy ideas. Some things never really caught on. Some things did. And that's what today is all about. It's paying respect to these high celebrities and the ideas they came up with. Did I add a word? What? So, first on this list, we have... Michael the one Jackson. and only Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> we did that, though. That's right. <laughs> 
So next, <laughs> second on this list. Uh huh. Wait, what is is what? What list are you on? I don't know. I'm on what Mental Floss on? with uh, Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen is known for his signature double-handed guitar playing, where he uses all ten fingers up on the neck. Right? If you know anything about guitar, we got a neck, we got a bass, we got strings, you got twisties at the top, you got pickups down here. He does a fucking <laughs> slap of the BS yeah. all up the neck. Uh-huh. Like that. And he invented some sort of a uh, little twisty uh, like gyro axis device that would go with his guitar strap and it would keep his guitar stable so that he could bang on the fucking top of the guitar without it falling over and still get that nice Eddie Van Halen sound that we know and love and grew up with. I can't play guitar like him. I can just do these three notes. I bet that's how he gets all the gals. I almost thought you were going to say guys. <laughs> that's how he gets all the gals. Hey, man, it was a different time. You've seen Eddie Van Halen. No. So uh, so that's dope. He was like, you know what? I want to play my guitar like this, and I can't. So I'm just going to invent a device that allows me to do it and then become famous for it. P-famous. It's a stay put device. Yeah. You just stay put and let me do my thing. <laughs> I stay put. You stay put. It stay put. Let's do it. So next on this list is James Cameron. You familiar with James Cameron? Um, I don't know. James Cameron is a uh, director, possibly a producer. I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe he's a. I'm not sure. One of those. <laughs> he uh, he is responsible most recently for Avatar. Is his uh, uh, Big Bang? Really? Big Boom? Big Bang Boom? Really? Uh, he also was the creator of a film. 1989's The Abyss. Have you ever seen this? No. Ooh. Well, I think that we need to watch it sometime because I haven't seen it either, and it looks amazing. So he created this underwater device that is like a little personal submarine. You've seen them in movies and in on National Geographic and shit. People are underwater. They have these little things. It has a propeller on it. They hold their arms out. And it kind of pulls them through the water, right? I, f- I feel like it's pulling me right now. Yeah? I think you need to take another dab and we'll go blast off into the unknown. I'm already there, brother. Into the deep dark where fish have lights on their heads. I just want to do this from a, from an isolation tank. Yeah? With this song playing. Mm-hmm. And a cheeseburger. <laughs> and a cheeseburger? In an isolation tank? <laughs> Because what if you get hungry when you're floating in space? You know what I mean? Like, I gotta have a cheeseburger out it's there. It's true. You I don't want to get sick. You yeah. Know? You know how the new thing, like, is, like, space t-shirts with, like, cats? And, and there's always, like, a burrito or a cheeseburger or a pizza. I noticed that. There's yeah, always some sort of food. a taco. Yeah, it's because you got to stay hydrated but with food. <laughs> hydrated with tacos. Gotta keep your blood hydrated. I food. see. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think that I think that it's worth it. I think we should go down to float. 
I don't think everybody understands what you're talking about. It's the little jetpack that pulls you underwater that, like, James Bond and, like, villains use mm-hmm. in the chase underwater. It's one of those. Yeah, and you got to be in a scuba suit and shit. It's not, there's there's no little, it's not like it's a little tiny thing, like a personal submarine. You just hold on to it, and it scoots you around. But he made that shit for the movie. And side note, I also found out that he built this underwater oil tanker for the movie The Abyss inside of an abandoned nuclear reactor and filled it up with water. And that's how he got all of his underwater shots. That's radical. <laughs> what? Ra- radical? Like radiation. Like ra- radical. Radical. <laughs> well, I'm glad you like that. Yeah. No, that's cool. It's scary, but cool. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's a good idea or is it a bad idea? I'm not really sure. Hey, even with that underwater jet thing, <coughs> I'm. I don't know how I feel about my chances, you know, like that thing probably goes like a pretty good <sighs> speed or whatever, but there's shit that could fly underwater, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like tunas, just a tuna, a, just a fucking simpleton, a, a tuna, which <laughs> which could be like the size of you, right? Yeah. Almost. A fucking tuna yeah. could, swim, could swim 45 miles an hour. Yeah, I guarantee that thing does not go over 10 miles an hour. Fucking better! It better go seventy-five. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, man. That tuna's gonna get you. I want to make sure that orca ain't biting me and they like, taking my fucking legs off and throw me up in the air like a goddamn seal. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't fuck with the ocean, and especially like with fucking giant uh, squid or something. Yeah. Holy cracking! I heard this. Uh, I heard this thing about how animals that like things that dwell deep deep ocean like where it's dark and all those things are like super horrifying you know what i mean if you've ever seen stuff down there they always have like jagged faces and like weird colors and their shapes are all weird and they're like they look like something out of nightmares and it's because uh there's no light down there so they all just navigate like with like you know sound and sonar or they're they're all bats i guess or whatever but they can't see down there so uh, they light up not all of them most of them but uh it was something about like visual visuals aren't important down there because there's not as much light so people don't people like fish don't have to form to be like aesthetically pleasing they can form all fucked up because nobody's gonna get eaten anyways by some fucking giant squid. Or yeah, because because nothing's gonna see him. So evolution doesn't follow the f- path of beauty and normality. Okay, what, what doesn't make sense to me is how could giant motherfucking creatures live super deep when the pressure is so much more deeper down? It it seems to me like it should be more like a whale scenario, like. Whales can dive down pretty deep, but not fucking that deep. You yeah. Know? And and it's because they got to, like, breathe the air. So, like, I know that the other ones don't have to breathe the air so they could go down deeper, I guess. But, like, I'm, I'm saying, like, shouldn't their fucking bodies not be able to, like, take the pressure? 
of you would of think so. The fucking, yeah, you know. But I don't know. I mean, like being living down there your whole life and being born down there, then but, you figure coming up to the top would be bad for you. Squids don't really got no fucking nothing in them. No. Got like a beak. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A beak and a butthole. You know what I'm saying? That's they ain't got shit. Um, so I guess they could live down there super deep. Fuck. They're just like jello. Dude, the ocean is so scary. Yeah, it is. Fuck space. You know what I'm saying? Like, f- for real, fuck space. They should just spend all their ducats on trying to fucking get to the bottom of that shit. Ugh. Because, you know, like, <laughs> that's what I want to see. That's creepy. Let's, yeah. let's see everything that's in this motherfucker. I want to know it all. And I never want to go in there again. (laughs) (laughs) I always think about like... It's like the more you know about it, the less you even want to be a part of it. You're like, God damn it. I always think about like, imagine being back like hundreds of years ago when you would... uh... What's going on? It's a fucking giant. Is there a demon? Seems like there's... Some sort of crazy person outside of our studio with a skill saw. It's like the purge out here. Yeah, there's definitely definitely gets murdery here in these Hollywood nights. But uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, back in the day when there was no submersibles, there was no submarines. There was only ships. Uh, uh, John Luke Picard. Yeah, John Luke <laughs> Picard. But when was that? That was fucking 19, uh, whatever. Okay, early. I'm, I'm talking hundreds of years ago. Like, back in like the back in like the Roman days when they used to fucking sail around and shit. Imagine. Uh, I think they had underwater shit down then too because they would like, they would like give you a bubble and then like uh, hold the hose at the top. Okay, and yeah. Put, blow air down to you and you could walk along wherever. Okay, then even before then. We're talking, ah, we're talking medieval I, times. I think like somebody came up with like some type of fucking thing, even to swim in the lakes back then. What some about type of, uh, submersible that okay. you can like pedal? All right. What about Vikings? Ah, they would hold a ship <laughs> upside down, and they would like hold the air underwater with them, so okay. they could walk along the bottom, like you know, like pirates. I see. I see. See. Damn it! You're right. Well, all of all time, we've been underwater. Well, then it was never terrifying. And what I was going to say is not important. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm just, uh, I'm like, you know, it seems, seems like uh, through a lot of times we've kind of figured some janky ass ways. Yeah. Right? Seems possible. Still, as if it's terrifying now, it's been terrifying forever. For sure. Like, imagine when they didn't know what was, <laughs> what what all the creatures were, you know? Like, they That's only what I was knew trying what to say. <laughs> whatever they caught, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe somebody caught a whale sometimes. Maybe somebody, like, sh- still to this day, you see some weird shit that gets caught and people, like, are like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Um, case in point, holy shit, Jay. Yeah, right. true. Holy shit, Jay. Those what the guys fuck never is seen that? <laughs> they never seen a sunfish uh-huh. before. And it was like a... And neither had most of the internet. Apparently. So this is, uh, this is a good segue into our next inventor. 
Abraham Lincoln. You ever heard of this guy? Mm-mm. Uh, he had a beard. He grew a tree or something. I'm not sure. Lincoln uh, created yeah, a... Yeah, that guy. <laughs> he created a, uh, a type of boat bellows system for transporting goods down the Mississippi River. And what it was is that he created a bunch of extra bellows underneath the ship so that if it got stuck in the sand, that you could fill the bellows with water. No, fill them with air and make them more buoyant. That makes more sense, right? Yeah. Fill it with air and then it rises up and then they can get across the sand. So that's pretty dope. Abraham Lincoln schooled it. Uh, we actually have, uh, we actually have a correspondent. Someone new on the show. Uh, his name's Wrinkle and he's here to tell us about it. We have him live via satellite. I'm going to go ahead and play some music and go ahead and uh, let us know a little bit about Abraham Lincoln's uh, ship. Wrinkle? Eight score and four years ago today, the day a future president brought forth on this continent a new notion for improving river navigation. Well, that was the day Abraham Lincoln filed a patent application for his imaginative method of buoying vessels over shoals. Wait, did you say imaginary? <laughs> At age 22. Did you say imaginary, Wrinkle? Two. Imaginary. Lincoln had done a crewman on a flatboat that got stuck on a dam at On a fuckboat? Look. Flatboat. <laughs> okay. I just got to make sure that... Salem, Illinois. He right! A bit of Lincoln folklore depicted in the 1940 film Abe Lincoln in Illinois with Raymond Massey in the starring role. After Get another riverboat grounding incident in 1848, when he was serving as a congressman, Lincoln got to work. As his law partner, William Herndon, later wrote, continual thinking on the subject of lifting vessels over sandbars and other obstructions in the water suggested to him the idea of inventing an apparatus for this purpose. And so, the next year came Lincoln's solution. A ship equipped with chambers along the side that could be lowered into the water and inflated like balloons to lift the vessel over the obstruction. Just two months after filing his application, Lincoln received approval, making him the only U.S. president ever to have received a patent. Sadly, however, even William Herndon thought that the whole contraption was impractical, and in the end, the only one ever built was Lincoln's scale model, which now sits in the Smithsonian Institution, high and dry. <sighs> That's messed up. Oh, is he done? <laughs> Jesus. Wrinkle, you're fired, man. That was very long. No, that was good because he told the story, but he got to the end and it said that they never used it. Never. So it just sat. He came up with it and that was it. Man. And they're like, nah, it doesn't make that much sense. <laughs> it uh, isn't that much of an improvement. We'll just steer away from those. Yep. They're like, yeah, we kind of gave you the patent just because you're the president. We didn't want to say no, but we're not really going to use that. We don't need any help. We got this. Mm-hmm. Link. <laughs> you think they called him Link? Maybe. Or Abe. Like, settle down, Link. Come on, Link. 
we got this. I don't know. There's really only one way to find out. How's that? And that's to go back to Abraham Lincoln times. That's not possible. What time is that? Like the 1850s? Seven, eight o'clock in the morning. All right, sweet. Let's do it. We'll do it later. Uh, next on the list is Bill Nye the Science Guy. What? Uh-huh. Bill Nye the Science Guy uh, created something. Now, I'm going to let you out there, listener, guess what he created. What is Bill Nye's patent for? Could it be, like, something to do with aeronautics? Okay. A? Didn't he work for, like, Boeing, uh -huh. right? So, A, something about a plane. Could it be something to do with scientific measurement? That's B. Could it have something to do with saving the world? That's C. Or could it have something to do with ballet? Four D. <laughs> Shit. Forty. Forty. Three forty. So I'm gonna give One, you guys two, time. Three forty. You can go ahead and uh, place your answers now. Okay, you are wrong. Unless you guess D, then you're right. Because he's not just a science guy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he also invented a better ballet toe shoe. So you've all seen these in your ballet class at your local church or Smithsonian. And the ballet dancers go up on their toes and it's got the flat toe thing. You know what I'm saying? Boop, 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 boop. Tip, 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 Up on the and toes. They do a little spin and a tip. Uh-huh. Spin and tip all day. And a, and a toe and a tip. And then their toes don't get uh don't get hurt by his new design or something. I'm not sure. It had uh, extra support. Via a toe box. Ooh. Located in the toe. Toe of box. The toe shoe. Uh huh. All of our all of our listeners with foot fetishes are just coming their pants right now. An upper <laughs> and an outer sole. Ooh. Support structure within the toe shoe includes a longitudinal support member. And is it true that there's also a foot encircling tubular sleeve? <laughs> and or a toe ridge. So, if you know anything about ballet, that makes sense to you. But right. what that sounds like to me is the stereotypical ballet shoe, right? With the, with the sleeve and the thing and the support and the toe box. Just better one, a better built stronger toe in the toe in the area and then a little bit of support in the support area I said <laughs> yeah <laughs> with a long longitudinal support member and then a circulating tubular sleeve so you know it's all about it's all about the toe ridge toe and ridge the and the support the support within yeah. the support and the support on, area on top of some more support uh-huh yep i got it see yeah it's it's very scientific yeah that's how you, that's the way to do it that's the way to invent if, things if is you look at figure five on <laughs> number 90 uh-huh you, you can see that it clearly has the ankle support 
Oh yeah, definitely. As well as figure five in the toe box. Uh huh, and the lower and side arc support as well. Figure four leg mm-hmm. lock. <laughs> that seems like I got a battle issue with a figure four leg lock. This is ain't going nowhere. This, okay. This is ain't going nowhere. Next on the list. Uh huh. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. What do you think she invented? I think she and <laughs> I can't know. <laughs> Don't ask me that. All right. What do you well, think she do, invented? What do they think she invented? Do you? No, I can't even give options. I'm gonna ruin it. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say something I shouldn't say. Like All Jamie right. Lee Curtis. Play that fucking music. Is a great actor. What did she do? In 1987. Curtis designed and patented a disposable diaper that included a waterproof pocket that held baby wipes. She hasn't profited from her idea yet, though, since she refuses to license the patent until diaper companies make biodegradable products. So she's like, look, this is going to be gold. You can put wipes in here you can put cheerios in in these pockets you, no. you can put a condom in here so it'll remind you not to have kids again no but until you make them biodegradable diapers hemp hemp diapers if she's just if she just said hemp hey speaking of hemp yeah south carolina Home of the Wildcats. Home of the whatever, Wildcats, yeah. <laughs> whatever their local team is. Uh, um, they're growing hemp now. Really? They're, they're legalizing hemp. What? So I'm excited about that. Man, that's dope. That is so dope. Shout out to so- South Carolina? South Carolina, bro. Shout out to South Carolina. Should schmoogle that one time for Hell everybody, yeah. but it's a, it's a fucking, it's a thing. It's a thing. They're hemping it, bro. They're living the hemp life. They're all about that hemp stuff. Their hemp stock is rising. Uh, South Carolina farmers could be growing industrial hemp by the end of the year. Bow, bow, bow. Oh, hell yeah. Let's let's make that a thing. Yeah, they just passed Bill uh, 3559, Industrial Hemp Cultivation. We just passed Bill NYE a second ago, but we're on to the next one now. Wow. And that is George motherfucking Lucas. Jorge. Now, George Lucas is a motherfucking patent holder. For lots of stuff. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of shit that he created. Most things in the Star Wars uh, universe. Lots of toy figures. The Snow Speeder, At At, Greedo, Yoda, Twin Pod Clown Car, Cla- Clown Car, <laughs> Clown Car, Clown Car. Is it the Simpsons? Snow Trooper, IG88, uh, your standard droid. I think I believe that's probably like R2 and C3PO, maybe. I don't know. 
And uh, how about Boba Fett? Yeah. Fuck. Fig, yeah. fig one or Fig two? He looks kind of retarded in Fig two, so I'm going to say one. He looks a little <laughs> slumped over. His head's like two forward. He's like, Durr, Durr. He does kind of, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say Fig one. But, hey, what a guy. What Who, who came down and like implanted... George Lucas with all this information all these things that we would later find out could be possible yeah and all these amazing characters all these characters were dope all these creatures uh huh all these features and that's what was so dope about Star Wars as opposed to Star Trek for me is that Star Wars went outside of the box and wasn't just Whenever you met an alien on Star Trek, I didn't watch much of it, but it seemed like it was always just like a blue person or just a person with some sort of like weird thing on their head. It was always in the form of a human being. You see what I'm saying? Well, but a yeah. Lot, but a lot of George Lucas's shit was kind of like outside the box. A lot of them did have human body features, but for the most part, they were like alien. Bipedal. Bipedal walking on two feet. So, fig one. Creatures. Fig one for sure. Humanoids. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Who else we got on this list? I'm going to jump down to Prince. What? Yeah. Don't be hopping and flip-flopping. You want to do... Uh, go ahead. I'm just <laughs> Hopping and flip-flopping. Uh, Prince holds a patent for the one and only Kitar. A key to what? Yeah, he designed a portable keyboard instrument. Yeah, but you said the one and only. Well, this is the original. Like he, he created the Kitar. Like he's the inventor of the Kitar in general. I think so. No more like any Kitar ever made is because... Prince said, let there be guitars. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I, well then, how did he get a patent for it then? I, he got the patent for his own design. Look at that shape, the thumbs up, brother. Oh, shape. it's his fucking, his symbol design. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he made a guitar that was shaped like his name, the symbol. It's a- it's a curvy purple design. Curvy purple. <laughs> two pitchfork type spikes on the ends. Huh. In other words, something that only could have come out of Prince's noggin. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, okay, next we have Penn Gillette. Now, which one is Penn the one that talks? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if this is real. I couldn't find anything on it. No? I mean, obviously it's real, but I don't know if it was built. I was, like, trying to find it, but maybe I'm just not a good finder. Uh, yeah, it says filing date January 9th, 1998. Publication date July 13th, 1999. And... uh Yeah, I don't know if they ever made him. 
It was called a hydrotherapeutic stimulator. Yeah, and it was, uh, in the simplest form, a tub made for women to sit in that had specially placed jets that would provide pleasure for only women bathers. Talking about PJs. Private jets. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, it's it's private jets. Yeah, private jets. You gotta have the S on Uh there. Yeah, private jets. Otherwise, it's like a whole bow wow thing, and we don't want that. He was like, I was just with my private jets. Bow wow underwater challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Private jets. Catch me on the next flight. So, uh, so that's 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 creepy. Next on the list is Paula Abdul. Eh? Paula Abdul, known for singing songs with cartoon cats and also being a, a religious. I want to say she was like also really religious, right? I don't know. Like a Christian. And she was like, Oh, come all ye faithful. Sounds like you are. for is What? Did you say anything? I think I, I meant to say Joy for the Triumphant, but I said Israel in there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, bro? I don't know, man. It's my Jewish is coming out. You, you what? My Jewish heritage is coming out. You don't even know any of that. You're right, I don't. Okay. Play that music. Most mic stands are flat bottomed. Uh-huh. <gasps> you believe that? Uh, yeah, I would say so. They're meant to stay in one position on the stage? Yeah, that's what mic stands are for, right? Keep the Which mic there? requires a performer to be close to the microphone in order to be heard. Okay. Or drag the heavy mic stand <laughs> along the stage. <laughs> Oh, it's so heavy. (laughs) That didn't work for Paula Abdul. Because in 2009, she patented her own mic stand. A dynamic microphone support apparatus. Have you and Wrinkle been hanging out together? (laughs) Her device has a concave base filled with cement. Uh Uh-huh. And a cover on the base that is positioned over the base uh-huh. and covers the compartment uh-huh. such that the weight of the user positioned on the base uh-huh. <laughs> flies in the direction causes the base to tilt uh-huh. with respect to the surface and direction and a rod member. Rod member, huh? <laughs> <laughs> a rod member. Okay. Don't, don't mix that with Todd. Okay, so this was... A mic stand that was round on the bottom and filled with cement, and she would stand on top of it and kind of rock around and weave around and sing. And it's it would like, allow her to counteract her drunk. Yeah, that's what it was, right? I think it's like, I think it's like uh, to stabilize you know, like her. A, yeah, like a bobblehead. Uh huh. The body sits there, but the head just bobbles. Yeah. Well, her her getting on that 
corrects her babble. Allegedly. Yeah, and then she's like, hey, it looks like she's just having fun. It seems like a lot of work, you know what I mean? It's like you got to climb up on that thing. And then it's like you can't just stand next to it because now the mic's too tall. If you're on it, and then if you're next to it. You know what it's like? It's like, you remember those, uh, remember those things that you, they were like punching bag type of things. They'd be like a clown or like a something else. It was inflatable and it would like stand up and you would like hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would lean over and then come back. Uh huh. And, and it would always be standing up. Yep. That's what it is. That's what it was. She made one of those into a mic stand. So she could just grab her mic and lean it over instead of it being all heavy and awkward. So did she even stand on it? Because in the, in the figure, she's standing on it. But in theory, it seems like you wouldn't stand on it. But it says she stands on it. And I can't find any, I can't find any video of her using this mic stand either. So what's your secret, Paula? I don't know. Did you ever find out who that crazy guy is outside with the saw? Um, we don't have executives anymore, so we don't have people to go take care of this. His name is Jig. Jig? And it's up. <laughs> Goddamn. All right. We got a couple more in here. Uh, Andy. Marlon, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando, what did he make? A drum? He made, a, he made <laughs> some type of drum. He made a... Uh, With rich mahogany and fine leathers. Oh, a drum tensioning device. It has many leather-bound books. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has a dog named Baxter. He kicked it off a bridge. <laughs> that was just like eight different scenes of Anchorman all slammed together. Into one Ron Burgundy dialogue. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Andy Warhol created a watch with five watches, five watch faces <laughs> on one watch, which seems I a little. Know, it doesn't say why, though. No. It was patented by the American watch company after his death. So he, <laughs> so he had one for himself that he would wear. Oh, look at when Five. you click on the link, uh -huh. it shows it like linked together how it would look on you. Like every time you turn, it's like a new time. It's like, whoa, <laughs> some other time. Like, oh, maybe he's a time traveler and he needed that. Maybe, right? He's like, I got to find out what time it is every time I go somewhere in time. I think it was just because he was famous, so he had friends all around the world, so he set times for all five of his best friends and where they live, so that way he could be like, where, what time? It's 8.30 at Jerry's house? All right, I'm going to call him, and then he calls him. Fast up. forward to fucking 2017, me and you would have these, and we would set it to 4.20 in every time zone. <laughs> We'd be like, 4.20 again, yeah. 4.20 again, 420. 4.20 again. Uh -huh. Hell yeah. Now I want one. Me too. Uh, let's see. What else we got in here? Uh, uh. <laughs> Mark Twain was upset at the style of scrapbooking, so he invented a better scrapbook. Which, yeah. which I would, I wouldn't imagine. Well, but uh, 
Christy Brinkley, supermodel, received a patent for an educational toy she designed in 1991 that seems to mostly be useful for helping kids learn the alphabet. Why do you say it like that? <laughs> alphabet. You don't want kids to learn the alphabet or what? I mean. You don't like it? Sure. I don't think you like kids that could spell. I, think we're I don't starting think to they need a right device now. to learn how to spell. <laughs> uh, I got a good one. You ever heard of Steven Spielberg? No. Steven Spielberg, the creator of Jaws. You ever heard of fucking Spiel, Spielrock? That's his name. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the guy. So he uh, patented a dolly switch, which is a method and apparatus for annotating a document. So it was filed in 2011, and it allows those editing a digital document, like a script, to do so from anywhere. And it also allows you to add verbal annotations to the document. So it's like you can... It's it's essentially like how you can uh, it's like how the cloud works. How you can work on something on your computer, leave your house, go on your phone, access that document, write some more into it. He didn't invent the cloud, but that was the device that he made in 1999 that would make it to where you didn't have to be at your home computer to work on your script. You could work on it at home, at the office, at the library, wherever you needed to go. So he created Microsoft Word. Yeah. With some sort of some sort of online uh like file uh, file saving. I mean I guess you yeah. I guess you could just save it and then email yourself the file in nineteen ninety nine, right? He well he probably just put it on his own server. Uh huh. That's dope. And he also filed a patent for the holodeck. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Does mm -hmm. does John Luke Picard know that? I don't know. I'll ask him. We're really good friends. Me and Patrick Stewart. Do you know who has a lot of patents? Who's that? Albert Einstein. For real? Einstein. I didn't think that Albert Einstein was that smart. He's got fifty of oh. them. Oh. Kazam. Really? He's got fifty of them. Fifty patents. Okay, I'm gonna need the music for this next one. Neil Young. Oh. Oh. You know him as a rock legend. But Neil Young also loves trains. Oh. So much that he owns a stake in a model train manufacturing company and has an extensive collection. Hmm. <laughs> he also holds seven patents related to model trains, including patents number US five four four one two two three model train controller using electromagnetic field between the track and ground dang so he does he does love model trains <laughs> Neil Young hell yeah can you, can you believe it this guy just got so rich <laughs> He just wanted to play with model trains for the rest of his life. He's like, you know what? 
I'm not gonna be Elvis. I'm not gonna eat my way into a heart attack. Mm-mm. I'm just gonna play with trains. Yep. Local motives. That's the way to do it. He did it. That's dope. He did it his way. <laughs> he did it his way. Uh. Next, we have Kurt Vonnegut Sr. Yeah, that's a good one. Now, he is a uh, he's a writer, author, uh, wrote 17 novels, as well as a bunch of short stories. That might not be right. Something like that. But uh, I've heard his name somewhere. Maybe it's the junior, since he's a senior. Maybe it's his son. But either way, he created... A easy clean tobacco pipe, which can be cleaned without disturbing the burning tobacco in the bowl, and also without dirtying your fingers. Clean fingers? Uh-huh. And he was like, you know what? Yes. Yeah. Thumbs, Thumbs up, up. Indeed. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was like, this is bullshit. I'm tired of getting I'm- my fingers all fucking resiny. Bunch of fucking bullshit. <laughs> Bunch of fucking bullshit, man. And then he decided to make this fancy ass easy clean pipe. Now that just seems stereotypical writer to me. You know what I mean? Author, typewriter, knocking Coats. out pages, smoking his pipe. It's getting way more use than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there has to that's, be a better way. That's the sound they make. There has to be a better way, is what he said. And then he typed out the idea for the pipe. Bada boom. And that was one of his short stories. All right. You ready to bust a myth? Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Myth busted. Jamie Heineman, the Mythbuster. Oh, okay. This is why you keep saying Mythbuster. <laughs> I was like, what is this myth we're busting? Uh, yeah. I get it now. The guy from Mythbusters. Which one? The mustache or the other guy? They both have a mustache. Well, the... Okay, the golf hat or the other guy? They both have a golf hat. The glasses or <laughs> the other guy? They both have glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it doesn't matter. He, he's held a number of jobs. Boat captain, dive master, pet shop owner. Among them, but has held a special effects company, M5 Mythbusters. Now he invented the remote control device with gyroscopic stabilization and directional control. Whoa. That's pretty smart. So what it is, it says, Flat Earth. <laughs> it's fucking Flat Earth? Is that, it's what it looks like. I'm just kidding. It says it's a remote control device that utilizes a variable velocity gyroscope for stabilization as well as directional control. The gyroscope is mounted within a device shell and aligned vertically. When the device is stationary or traveling in a straight line, the rotational velocity of the gyroscope is constant. And then the direction can be changed by controlling 
and accelerating or decelerating the gyroscope. So there's a gyroscope in it that's spinning, and then yeah. you just change the spin of it, and it'll move the ball around. So correct me if I'm wrong, Google, but didn't they start using gyroscopes like as soon as they started using planes? Basically, like, like, <laughs> like as soon as the first planes were designed, they used it as like an autopilot, like a way to like keep it level. Yeah. It seems like this is because it's talking about using it for like toys. This is. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was, I think it could have been for like, remember when they did, uh, it looks like BB-8 to me. Well, they did like remote control cars. They did all kinds of shit. Yeah. It seems like, I'm going to say that this is the technology that is inside of BB-8's ball. Gyro. Wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. So which one? Which one do you think takes the cake? Which one do you think was the hottest one? The dopest of the dope out of all the ones that we covered? Who schooled it more than anybody? I know the answer. Einstein. Einstein? 50 patents. I'm going to say George Lucas. <laughs> Lucas had 10. Lucas had 10 patents and they were gold. Einstein had 50 patents and four of them were good. Lucas just knew how to make more money. That's all. Yeah, I don't like I don't like money being the deciding factor. Even though it is, I think that's a fucking dumb thing. What about you? Like, I don't think that like making the most money ever makes you the best fighter. No, I I don't think making the most money ever makes you the best rapper. I don't think that making the most money ever makes you the best fucking anything. You know? Yeah, I agree. But goddamn, George Lucas. (laughs) 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 He's a winner. Goddamn. Uh, I'm trying to see. How much is his fucking. A pack. Muse- the museum of Lucas gonna be worth like a fucking hundred million dollars or some shit. God damn, it's crazy. My name's George, and I need a new place to hold all my toys, so <laughs> we're gonna create a museum downtown in Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need a place Dang. to put my toys. I already bought out Disneyland. And then he's going to have fucking just full-time security watching all of his cool stuff all the time. What's next? I need a museum slash storage. Man. I, uh, I need a theme park slash idea machine. Mm-hmm. And I also need Slash from Guns N' Roses. To play me out every time I walk out <laughs> to get a sandwich. That's right. And that seems like a perfect time. So thank you for joining us. We'll see you. What is it? What's today? Saturday? We'll see you next week. Don't lose hope. Go patent something. Mm -hmm. And don't do dope or lose hope. Go patent something. Unless unless you're 50 years old and dope is marijuana, then do dope. I I hope we didn't ruin your childhood. Mm -hmm. It happens. But we're going to make it all better right now because Slash is going to play us out. Ladies and gentlemen forward slash.
Habitat Recordings.